Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. We're going to try this again. I'm um, picking up with the story of Noah. Uh, we started this uh, a bit ago, and then we ran into, you know, y'all interrupted our regularly program, regularly programmed schedule to do a series on the Ruach HaKodesh. But now we're back to the story of Noah, and we're going to pick it up where we left off, which was... Uh, we left off with verse seven, so we're gonna pick it up with verse eight today. And Genesis six eight says, "But Noah found grace in the eyes of Yahoo." Now, it's meditating upon this, you know, and and Yah Yah showed me something. So, like names throughout Scripture depicts one's character, authority, and reputation. Hence, they become. Um, quite revealing when considering passages uh, such as this. For rest, Noah, by the way, Noah is actually Noah in the Hebrew, or Noah um, with the guttural um, in the Hebrew. Uh, and it means rest, you know, simply. Uh, now, when we consider this, you know, rest paints a picture of the man or ecclesia or church called Noah. Everybody remember that a man speaks to a many member body, right? You know, so we're talking about an ecclesia church, right? You know, and this is one called Noah, you know, and what's being depicted here is Noah um, being depicted as one that rested. A picture we wouldn't otherwise see without knowing the, knowing his name. We would just know that Noah found grace, you know. But knowing his name and knowing that name speak to the character, authority, and reputation of a thing throughout Scripture, you know, we we can deduce that Noah was in a an, uh, an ecclesia, a church that rested, you know. Now. It's also pretty interesting that Noah, uh, or rest, if you prefer, uh, i.e. the church that rested found grace in Yah's eyes, when we contrast this notion with the gripe that Yah had against the other men or the other churches of Noah's day. So when we look at the other men slash churches of Noah's day, we find a pretty stark contrast to Noah whose name means rest, depicting that his ecclesia or church rested, you know. Now, before we go any further, you know, let's talk about this rest a bit, you know. Why would uh, resting be important to Yah? The Sabbath, absolutely. The Sabbath or Shabbat means what? rest you know um, I pray that everyone can see you know that Shabbat actually means rest so when we're talking about Noah resting and Noah representing a uh, an ecclesia church a many member body of people you know resting you know hence it's Speaking of them actually keeping Shabbat and in doing so, they found grace in the eyes of Yahuwah. 
you know, and I thought this was just a wonderful revelation because without it, you don't know why Noah found grace when the other ones didn't. Yeah. You know, and so when we look at this in contrast to the gripe that Yah had with, with everyone else, we find in Genesis 6, 5, it tells us what that gripe was. It says, and Yahuwah saw that the wickedness of man, and this word man is uh, Adam, Adam, you know, as in mankind was speaking to the other men or churches, was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Mm. You know, emphasis on continually. Hereby we find that Yah's gripe against other churches of Noah's day. Um, we find his gripe against other churches of Noah's day. Yes, their wickedness was great in the earth. That is, uh, wickedness was great in their hearts. But the real problem was that every imagination of, of their thoughts or the thoughts of their heart was evil continually, meaning they did not ever rest. You know, for their evil thoughts and imaginations, they never rested, but Noah did. Noah lived up to his name by resting, that is, by keeping Shabbat. Yes. Shabbat is the time when we give our minds a rest from the world. We give our minds a rest from the things uh, that's not associated with Yah. Oh, yeah. So Yah Shabbat is a time that's all about him. It's about doing his will, way, and purposes. It's about speaking his words, not our own. It's about doing his deeds, not our own. Everything on, that we do on Shabbat is for Yah. It's not for us. It's for him and his people. Oh, yeah. Amen. And we don't do anything outside of what is Yah's or concerning Yah or his people. You know, and in doing so, we take a rest from the rest of the world. And the rest of the world are not getting this rest. They're not resting in Yah. You know, but those who do, like unto Noah, will find grace in the eyes of Yahoo. Hmm. And I just thought that was a beautiful picture that's been there ever since Genesis was written that not very many people see at all. Hmm. But I thought that was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. You know, um, he lived up to his name. You know, they were resting. They were keeping Shabbat. And it may come down, um, you know, Yah likes to tell the end from the beginning. So it's very likely that it'll come down in the end times, you know, that he will find that the Noahs of the world, those who are, who are uh, those assemblies who truly rest in Yahshua or rest in Yah will once again find grace in, in the eyes of Yahoo. Amen? Yes. You know, so... Uh, yeah, I kind of blew that last question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask when do you think, man? When do you think they rested? But uh, yeah, we just gonna we just gonna ease on past that. All right, 
right, uh, Genesis 6, 9. It says, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with Elohim. So let's see. Uh, first, it says that these are the generations of Noah. You know, this word generations is Toledah, number 8435. And it speaks to a descent that is family. You know, so it's speaking about these are, you know, this is the family of Noah. This is his descent, you know, uh, his generations. Now, it says he was a just man, meaning he was a righteous man. Amen. Amen. You know, and so now we're talking about Noah, the prophet, an individual. We're not talking about the many member body. How do we know this? Because it's no longer talking about an Adam, you know, which is number 120. It's talking about an Ish, you know, which is number 376, which speaks to an individual. You know, an individual or male person. You know, um, so we see that we see uh, we see there that we're talking about the prophet Noah. You know, he was a righteous man, perfect in his generations. Now, in in the English, you would think that this word generations and the other word generations were the same, but they are not. Mm. You know, if you're just reading your KJV or most translations, you know. They both say generations and you just keep on moving like, you know, okay, generations, you know, same thing. No, this is actually a whole different word in the Hebrew. It's door, number seven, 1755, and it speaks to a revolution of time. That is an age, you know? So it's actually saying that Noah's family was... Um, these are the generations of Noah. You know, uh, Noah was a righteous man and he was complete in that age. Hmm. Meaning, you know, he wasn't, he, he wasn't polluting hmm. during that time. Hmm. You know, now I know it was a while since we did verses one through eight, but in, in verses one through one through eight of Genesis six, it spoke about how the world became polluted, you know, from the angels coming down and getting with the children of men. Amen. I mean, getting with the daughters of men. And they had these offspring, you know, um, and there was giants in, in the um, earth in that time. And after that, when, when this sort of thing happened. And so this defiled the earth, they went on and they, it just got out of hand and they just polluted the whole earth to the point to where Yah says, I'm just going to destroy everything. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. You know, okay. So it's pointing out that Noah wasn't polluted. You know, he wasn't polluted during that time. He was just and complete. He was still 100%, you know, what Yah made him to be. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? You know, so... Then it, then it tells us, and Noah walked with Elohim. You know, it's like every time you hear that in a scripture, you just hear in the back of your head, you know, something like, oh, like, you know, <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, like that's what you want to do, right? You know, like 
you you there you you know you know you were holy when you walked with Elohim right you know and 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 yes you know that is exactly what you want to do and you can do it I'm here to tell you you can do it you know we're gonna we're gonna get into what it means to walk with Elohim you know because uh you know I want to be walking around here and that you know, yeah. You know, yeah, just you know, just you know, you just feeling holy. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah. So to walk with Elohim, or to walk in or by anyone, speaks to one's lifestyle. So you can walk with Elohim if you are walking in His lifestyle. You're living his lifestyle, you will be walking with Elohim. You know, whatever it speaks about walking with Elohim or to walk with or in or by anyone, um, it's speaking to their lifestyle. Let's take um, a look at a few passages that, that speaks to this. In Colossians 3, 6, and 7. Uh, well, let me have my, 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 uh, my next reader read Colossians 3, 6, and 7, 2 Kings 8, 27, and Ephesians 2, 2, please. Colossians 3, 6, and 7, for which things sake the wrath of Elohim cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them. 2 Kings 8, 27, and he walked in the way of the house of Ahab, and did evil in the sight of Yahuwah, as did the house of Ahab, for he was the son-in-law of the house of Ahab. Ephesians 2, 2, wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Hallelujah. All right, so here it is. We see in Colossians, it, it speaks of the wrath of Elohim coming from the children of disobedience. You know, and it says, in which ye also walk sometime, you know, when ye lived in them. So we see that living in disobedience is walking with the children of disobedience. You know, um, when you're living with the children of disobedience, you're walking with the children of disobedience, meaning you're actually being disobedient. Amen. You know, also like in Second Kings 8, 27, you know, uh, it speaks of him uh, walking in the way of the house of Ahab, meaning he did evil in the sight of Yahuwah as Ahab did, as the house of Ahab did. You know, he was exhibiting the same lifestyle, living the same lifestyle, doing the same things. You know, also in Ephesians 2, 2, you know, uh, and it's talking about that where in times past he walked according to the course of this world, like when we were in the world before we came into following the will, way, and purposes of Elohim, you know, uh, says that the spirit that now worketh in, and we was walking according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, you know. So I pray that you can see that to walk with Elohim implies living a lifestyle that Elohim agrees with, you know. A lifestyle that agrees with Elohim's will, way, and purposes. You do that, and you too will be walking with Elohim. Hence, we read in Romans 8 4 it says that the righteous of, of the Torah, or the righteous of law, 
of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So if we're walking after the spirit, then that means we're walking in a lifestyle that's congruent with the spirit of Elohim. Amen. You know, and also Galatians 5, 16, which says, walk in the Ruach and ye shall fulfill walk in the Ruach and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, so again, if you're walking in the Ruach, then you're living a lifestyle that's congruent with the Ruach. Amen. The Ruach of Elohim, I should say. You know, be specific. Yeah. You know, so let's go to Genesis 6.10. It says, And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Yaphet. Now, sons in the Hebrew, this, the word sons is Ben. It's number 1121. Uh, it speaks to a son, but a, a son as a builder of the family name. And so this is what what would be was was being spoken of here when it speaks about Noah's son. Remember, Noah is a church, a many member body. So seeing that we know that, you know, uh, we can deduce that his sons are also ecclesias or churches which work to build up the family name. You know, so that said, Shem built up the family's name. He built up the family's character, authority, and reputation. You know, because that's what a name entails, and that's what Shem means. His name, Shem's name means name. <laughs> you know, so he built up the family name. You know, Amen. You know, um, and so that tells us that he built up the family's character, authority, and reputation. Then we had Ham, who built up the wrath of Elohim, because Ham name means hot, and hot speaks to wrath. You know, so. Um, Let's take a look at some examples of how hot speaks to wrath. Let me have my next reader read Exodus 22, 24, Exodus 32, 9 and 10, and Exodus 32, 11. And my wrath shall wax hot, and I will kill you with the sword, and your wives shall be widows, and your children fatherless. And Yahuwah said unto Mo Moshe, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. And Moshe besought Yahuwah, his Elohim, and said, Yahuwah, why doest thou wax hot? Wax hot? Wait a minute. Why do us? Why do us wax hot against the people which thou has brought forth out of the land of uh, Mizraim with great power and with a mighty hand? Hallelujah. Okay, so here it is. We see that this hotness speaks to wrath, you know, and so um, knowing that that the sons of Noah speaks to churches that were birthed out of the church of Noah, you know, we can see that Shem, you know, we can see that, that he was teaching concerning the character, authority, and reputation of the Most High. 
or the character authority and reputation of Noah, you know, because he, he came from him, right? You know, which uh, essentially, if you follow all the way back up to Adam, leads to the most high, right? You know, but Ham, you know, we can see that he talked about the wrath of Elohim, you know, so, you know, I kind of envision him as like a preacher that's preaching gloom and doom, you know, and, you know, you have, a, you have, you have a lot of, a lot of preachers that, you know, that's, that's their thing. They, they preach gloom and doom, you know, and they teach about, you know, preach about, you know, how if you don't do what y'all say, he going to get you, which he will, you know, you know, I mean, they're not lying. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, you know, so they kind of, they kind of, you know, scare you into compliance, you know, which uh, can be a good thing. You know, uh, but that said, you know, this is this is how I envision Ham. But then we have Yaakov, which means expansion or open, hmm. you know, and, hmm. you know, so he built up the man that is the ecclesia, the church of Noah, by opening it up to others, that is by expanding it, you know. And so, you know, I see him as as a type of evangelist. You know, he went out and brought other people in. He opened the doors, you know, and got people, to, other folks to come on in and 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 uh, and be a part of the church of Noah, you know. And so, you know, uh, you can just kind of envision like, you know, okay, here it is. You have like this mother's church and then, you know, or I should say father's church, you know, and then you had these smaller churches that branched off of it, off of it, you know, and they was teaching different aspects about what, the church of Noah actually taught, you know, one taught about the character, authority, and reputation, you know, of, of, of Elohim, uh, of Noah and Elohim, and then the other one taught about the wrath, and the other one was just, you know, like, look, I'm going to get everybody in, you know, they were expanding, you know, and in their own ways, they all worked to build up the church of Noah. Everybody still with me? Yeah. yeah. You know, and so, you know, uh, which would be awesome if we can just get to start, right? You know, um, you know, uh, so here it is, Genesis 6, 11 and 12 says, the earth also was corrupt before Elohim and the earth was filled with violence. And Elohim looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. Okay, now y'all switches gears. And, uh, he switches gears in that instead of speaking about the wickedness of, of man or the wickedness of the ecclesia or churches, now he speaks concerning the population at large. You know, he's not no longer focused on the churches. He's focused on everybody else outside there, um, there uh, you know, and how they have all been corrupted. They have all corrupted his way. You know, and a lot of people, they read this and they just jump right past this, you know, but this is a very important point. You know, um, Genesis 6, 12 says, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. Whose way? Yeah. Yeah. Yah's way. Exactly. But unfortunately, most religious peoples of today has never even been introduced to the concept of his way. They speak of Yahweh, but not Yah's way. Not knowing that it's based upon one walking in Yah's way, 
and the perpetuation thereof that causes Yah to favor a man. That is to favor a, a church or ecclesia. You know, they have to be walking in his way. You know, uh, we see evidence of this in Genesis 18, verse 19. It says, for I, speaking about Abraham, by the way, says, for I know him. This is Yah speaking. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of Yahuwah to do justice and judgment that Yahuwah may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of. You know, can you see that he that he was concerned, you know, and that he was giving them kudos because he knew that he will keep the way of Yahuwah. See, and a lot of people have all but lost the way of Yahuwah. They don't understand that there even is a way of Yahuwah. And so by not understanding that there's a way of Yahuwah, they do everything their way. You know, they want to believe their way. They want to say things go their way. They want to do things according to their way and not Yah's way. And that's a problem. That's a big problem, you know? And so, you know, that's why here we try to restore Yah's way. You know, now this didn't change in the brick kind of shot. You know, uh, matter of fact, Yahshua came saying, I am the way. Well, what way do you think he was talking about? His way. You know, he was the son of Yahuwah. You know, he was talking about the way of Yahuwah. I am the way. The way of Yahuwah, the very same way that Abraham commanded his children to, uh, to keep. The very same way that they had corrupted during the time of Noah and his peers. Amen. You know, so Yahshua comes and I am the way, the truth, and the light. He is the way of Elohim. He is the truth of Elohim that leads to the life of Elohim. Hence, he would, he would say right after this, no man cometh unto the Father except by him. You can't get to him without going his way. His way is the way to him. Outside of his way, you're going to get lost. Say lie. Genesis 6, 13 and 14. Um, it says, and Elohim said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Mm. Who is this them? He's 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 uh, repeatedly speaking of. Anyone? Everything. No, not everything. The Nephilim. The Nephilim. Absolutely. He's speaking of the Nephilim, the fallen ones. He's speaking of their of their demon children that had corrupted the earth. Remember, that's what verses one through um, seven was speaking about. You know, and so it was because of them and what they did that the earth became corrupted and had to be destroyed yeah. you know so he said the end of all flesh has come before me because the earth is now filled with violence and through them 
They did it. And so he gonna destroy them that did it, which were the fallen, the um the, the demons, the offspring of the uh of the angels, you know. And then um, verse 14 says, Make thee an ark of gopher wood, uh, rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and pitch it within and without with pitch. Now, this word ark is to buy number 8392, and it speaks to a box. It speaks to a box. Now, this was the first time y'all told man to make a box, but it wouldn't be the last. You know, um, in Exodus 25, we find that Yah tells tells someone else to make a box. You know, uh, let me have my next reader read Exodus 25, 10 through 12, please. And they shall make an ark with shittim wood, two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof, and a cubit and a half the height thereof. And thou shalt overlay it with pure gold, within and without shalt thou overlay it, and shalt make upon it a crown of gold round about. And thou shalt cast four rings of gold first, and put them in the four corners thereof, and two rings shall be in the side of it, in the one side of it, and two rings in the other side of it. Hallelujah. Okay, so we see in verse, verse 10 of Exodus 25, it speaks of, um, you know, y'all telling them to make an ark. Now this word, Ark is our wrong. Our wrong. Number 727. And it too speaks to a box. You know, but it speaks to a box in the sense of gathering. You know, so you're gathering stuff, you know, to put in this box, you know, which is uh, pretty much the same thing that Noah did. He gathered a bunch of stuff, put in that big box, right? You know, now Noah's Ark was commanded to be made prior to the going into the uh, flood waters. Whereas Israel's ark was commanded to be made after coming out from the waters, um, from the water's depths. Mm -hmm. That is the darkened council or advice. Because remember the the uh, deep waters spoke to darkened council or advice. You know, so they were commanded to make their ark after they came from. So there was an ark made prior to going in the water, and there was an ark made after coming out the waters. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah. And I started going in there, but you know, y'all told me stick to the lesson. So <laughs> I had to uh, back up. So we're gonna keep it moving. Verse 15 to 16. My next reader, please. Genesis 6, 15 to 16. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. Make it of the length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it. 50 cubits and the height of it 30 cubits. Hmm. A window shall thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shall thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shall thou set in the side thereof. And lower, or with lower, second, and third stories shall thou make it. All right, so here it is. We have uh, an ark, a three story ark. Hallelujah. We have a three-story ark. We have a spiritually complete ark. Hello, somebody. Amen. Amen. You know, interesting thing about this uh, spiritually complete ark, this three-story ark, you know, is it has a window. Mm. This word window is Zohar. 
It's number 6672, and it literally means a light. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's oftentimes translated, you know, pretty much all the time um, as noon. Mm -hmm. You know, now take note that Noah is only commanded to make one window that we know of. So this art only has one light. Yes. Wow. That's good yeah. stuff right there. Yeah. That's good stuff right there. Y'all, 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 y'all don't even get it. But anyway, you know, the art only has one light. But it's not, it's, it's, it's the highest light. It's the purest light. It's the clearest light. It's the noon light. That's when the sun is at the highest point. That's good stuff, y'all, boy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I get excited over stuff like that. Um, you know, but hey, the ark only had one life. You know, and uh, and actually, the light of the ark came from above as well. You know, so you know, factor that in, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and one door which was in its side. Mm -hmm. Now this word side is Zod, number 6654. Hmm. It means to settle off, it means a side. Now figuratively, it speaks to an adversary. Mm -hmm. Now it's interesting to note that Yahushua is called both the light and the door. Say mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It's also interesting that when the door came, you know, which was in the side, you know, um, he was viewed as an adversary. Hmm. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just talking, you know, this, this, this stuff just, you know, this word right here just tend to align and, and line up and it's just, you know, man, I wish I, I could just put y'all in my shoes sometime, you know, it's just like, man, you know, I could just swing from the ceiling right now, um, you know, but I'm not. We're going to keep it moving. Let me have my next reader. I'll read Genesis 6, 17 through 22, please. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh. Where then is the breath of life? from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant and thou shalt come into the ark thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shall thou bring into the ark to keep them alive to safety. They shall be male and female, of fowls after their kind, and of, and, after the, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And take thou unto thee of all the food that is eaten, and thou shalt, shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah, 
according to all that Elohim commanded him, so did he. Hallelujah. All right, so here it is. Y'all say he's going to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life. And everything that is in the earth shall die. Yeah, not good. Um, but he says, with thee will I establish my covenant. You know, speaking unto Noah, it says, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives. The, the sons alone speaks to the builders of the man, the ecclesia, the church of Noah's name, mm -hmm. i.e. they build his character, authority, and reputation. They build um, about, you know, the wrath that's going to come forth. They build um, about uh, expanding the, um, the church of ecclesia by opening it up to others and allowing folks to come in. You know, now the son's wife speaks to the priesthood, you know, or ecclesias or, or churches uh, uh, belonging to their prospective husbands, you know, because each one of the sons was a church in and of themselves, you know, and so Noah's wife also spoke to, you know, his priesthood, ecclesia, or church, you know, and Noah alone spoke to the prophet of Elohim, you know, so verse 19 spoke of you know, them taking in to the ark, two of every sort, male and female, two of every sort, you know, and says, and take thou unto thee all, take, un, take unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. So he's telling you, you know, to take of all the food that's eaten, you know, so that you can have food while you're while you're in this ark, because you're gonna okay. be in here for a while. Oh, right. Amen. Amen. You know, and he says, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be food for thee and for them. Who's the them? Absolutely, the animals. You know, um, and which they represent stuff too, right? We went over that. You know, but what I want to focus in on is the food. What kind of food do you think they brought in? Plants, herbs, bread. Mm -hmm. I like the plants, herbs. You know, meat at that time. Huh? Uh, we are told. See, they may have been snacking a bit, but um, but we're not talking. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Abel, Abel offered up some barbecue. You know, um, not. I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Genesis uh, 129, you know, um, essentially speaks to it, though. It says, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth and every tree which has fruit yielding seed. It shall be food for mm -hmm. you. So we know that Noah was a righteous man, right? Yeah. So we know what kind of food he was eating, even righteous food, which is every herb having seed in every tree yield, uh, that has fruit yielding seed. So I want you to pay attention to this because Yah is teaching that he only wants us to eat that which has a seed. Mm -hmm. Can you see that? Yes. He only wants us to eat that. He only wants us to eat that which comes out of the earth that has a seed. He don't want us to eat that which comes out of the earth that does not have a seed. Say lot. 
Why is the seed important? Spiritually speaking. It's important physically speaking too, but we only speaking spiritually here because we're in the world of scripture, right? So spiritually speaking, scripturally speaking, why is the seed important? The word. Yes, it brings forth more fruit. Yes, what you say? The word. It speaks to the word. Absolutely. Luke 8, 11, the seed is the word of Elohim. You know, so the seed is the word of Elohim. And so once the, the word is planted, it brings forth food for us to eat. In this case, Brussels sprouts. Mm. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of Brussels sprouts. Yes. You know? Yummy. See them on the, on the um, stocks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love Brussels. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I like y'all's food, so you know, <laughs> I, I'm good with it. So, <laughs> you know, um, but the point that I'm making is, you know, y'all only wants us to eat that which has the seed because it the seed represents the word of Elohim. So, in, in other words, y'all only wants us to eat the word of Elohim or that which is in the word of Elohim or comes from the word of Elohim. He only wants us to eat that which comes from the word of Elohim. Who's the word? Sure. Woo, y'all sharp from that. Yes. Uh, you know, so he only wants us that comes from the word of El to eat that which comes from the word of Elohim. Yahshua, the word of Elohim. You know, um, you know, this is some other some other uh food that's come that came from from the uh the word of Elohim. You know, so essentially. Elohim's dietary law teaches that we should only eat that which coming from the earth that has the seed in it, that has the word of Elohim or that has come from the word of Elohim that came from a seed that bears a seed. So it can't come from a seed and then lose a seed. Mm -hmm. So it can't come from the word of Elohim and then lose the word of Elohim somewhere along the way. <laughs> and so you find yourself eating that which doesn't have the word of Elohim in it. Everybody still with me? Yeah. You don't want to eat stuff that don't have the word of Elohim in it. You got me? Y'all yeah. only wants us to eat things that come from the earth that has the word of Elohim in it. You know, this is why in his dietary laws, we're allowed to eat certain animals. But those animals that we are allowed to eat, they only eat the things that came from the earth that has the word in it. Yeah. So when you start thinking about all the clean animals all the clean animals they don't eat nothing but the vegetation that yeah. came from the earth that has seed yeah amen amen you know and so we're either we, we're either eating that which came from the earth that has the word of elohim in it or we're eating that which ate that which had the word of elohim in it anybody still with me yes yeah. you know and so this is why we see in Deuteronomy 8, 2 through 3, and we see Yahshua quoting it when he walked the earth, saying that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of Elohim. Yeah. Is anybody hungry? Yes. <laughs> you know, this is what we're supposed to be eating. Word. Every word that proceeded from the mouth of Elohim is what we find in our Bibles. Amen? Amen. You know, so 
this is what we're supposed to be eating. Bon appetit. That's all I have for you today. Pray it was a blessing. Oh,